Hi, come on in. And join in. It's the very merry life. Hi, I'm Mary Hendricks, and you might know me as that relatable AF mama over on Instagram who hopefully feels like an old friend at this point. And if not, it won't be long till it feels that way as we get raw, unfiltered, and very unapologetic in all things motherhood, marriage, sex, and more. From moments worth savoring to moments worth surviving, get ready to leave feeling seen and supported. You have a friend here now. So hey, take a seat. What's going on? All right. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode. I'm pumped for this one because this is someone that I've been following on TikTok for a while, and I love your content. And I love it because it is super value-based. I think people will love it. Um, And you're definitely growing. Your TikTok is not anything crazy out of this world, but it is growing, and the conversations you're having are wonderful. So say hi, Paige. Hi, everyone. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. I'm going to give you a second uh, to introduce yourself, and then we're going to get into it. Sure. Yes. So I am um, Paige. I am – she's a Paige Turner on TikTok and Instagram, if you don't follow me. Uh, I am a working mom of four kids. So I have four kids, six years old and under. I work full-time, and so I talk a lot about what it's like to be a working mom, what it's like to kind of carry the mental load for your family, and um, yeah, navigating your marriage as you become parents, because I think it's um, probably one of the hardest things I've done in marriage so far. So I talk about it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, how long have you been married for? So we've been married for seven years, but we are high school sweethearts. So we have been together 17, I think at this point. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love that. And you got four little ones who said six and under. So what's the age gap? Yeah. So our oldest is six. Um, his sister below him is five. They're a year and two days apart. And then we've got a little gap of two and a half years. And then we have a two and a half year old and then a one year old. So they're oh, all very gosh. close in age. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're, I have uh, I have three. They're five and a half three, almost three and a half, and then 16 months, almost 16 so months. So yeah, we're right, right yeah. in line. The toddler years. Yeah. Now we're starting to get questions whether or not a fourth will happen. And I'm like, mm. relax, <laughs> relax. Yeah. Yeah. Four is a lot. Um, I love it. I always wanted four, but it's a lot. It's yeah. not three and it's not two. That's for sure. <laughs> well, and that's what I, I, this is, you know, side conversation, but I've always asked people that and everyone on social media, at least were like, Four, if you get have three, four is no big deal. And I'm like, I I talked to my neighbors who've lived down the street and they have four, and I had asked them, and they're like, No, four is one more. <laughs> like it is <laughs> just as crazy, if not crazier. They're like, you kind of just don't care <laughs> at yeah. this point. But they're like, Yeah, no, it's not like it all this, it's not it's not easier. They're like, you have one more person to feed, one more person to take care of. They're like, yeah, no. So anyone that's telling you that, don't believe that. I'm like, good to know. Thank you for your honesty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For me, it's not the parenting of the four because no matter what, your older kids get older, right? Like, so a six-year-old yeah. is different than a two-year-old, but um, everything, you know, the kind of car you can drive, how much it costs for childcare, how many kids are sick at home with the flu at the same time, right? Like it just multiplies the more that you have. Yeah. So that's where I, yeah. I'm always like, you know, budget accordingly and uh, proceed with caution. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I think that was the thing with three that kind of threw me is when we had our third was, well, one, we had to get a minivan. We didn't have to, but I Uh wanted a minivan, funny enough. But we got a minivan and then also just childcare, of finding childcare. And I'm I'm Mm -hmm. a stay-at-home mom, although this has become my job in figuring out how the hell I do that at home. Any parent that works out of their house... 
God bless you. How are you doing? Yeah. Do you work out of the house? I work from home. I do. Um, but I, I have kids in daycare and one in school and I don't think I could do it if they were home full time. My youngest is home full time. And even that, you know, she can see me and she's yelling for me and you can hear them crying. And like the, the guilt you feel when you're on a work call and you can hear your baby crying in the background is a lot. It can be hard. Yeah. 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 And um, do you have help come over when you're working at home? Okay. Yeah. We have childcare for her. I, yeah. There's no way I could do it. Yeah. There's yeah. no way I could do it. Um, I'm on a lot of video calls. Mm-hmm. And so you can only do so many of those with a baby in your lap before people find it. Um, what, do you, what do you do for work? What's, what's your title? Yeah. I'm the head of operations for a startup. So I oversee things like fulfillment, shipping, logistics, uh, customer success, all of that. Um, So it's a lot of fun and luckily flexible, which is why I love the company I work for. Um, But you know, we're a remote company, so we're relying on being on calls all day. So it can be hard to do that and take care of your kids at the same time. Actually, it's like impossible. (laughs) So Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and my other question, because I, I love bringing on working moms, quote unquote, working moms. Again, when I say working mom, I have to clarify it. It doesn't mean if you're home that you're not working. It just means it's just the title that we're familiar with, with parents who also have a career outside of the house or possibly inside the house, but something that's tangibly paying you. (laughs) I have to to always break that down. Yes. A W2. Yes. There you go. I just have to say that because I, there, that is a big you know, argument and that's not totally. to discard anyone. But um, I know with, I always want to bring working moms on because it's a side that's not as presented. And I think the reason why I wanted to have you on is because I know that you hit on topics of default parenting and the mental load. And that is a portion that I understand slightly because my job, quote unquote, is very flexible. I get to do it and I have fun with it. Um, But it still is nothing, from my opinion, I can't, I can't even compare it to someone that has to leave the house, you know, put that on on someone else and then return home at the end of their workday and then wrap Mm -hmm. it all up. And that's a side that I want to get I just want to understand more sides of it because I think that the biggest thing and my hope for my podcast is just building that empathy because I feel like people have it. There's, it's either this or that, my side's greener than your side, and then mm-hmm. we don't believe in parallel struggles anymore. Yeah. And I, I don't think there's any working mom or stay-at-home mom or work-from-home mom that hasn't like looked at the, the grass on the other side and thought like that looks greener. And so it's always a decision. I I say that all the time. Like you make the decision every day, every week, every month as to whether or not you're going to work or not work or work part-time. And sometimes it's heavily dependent on like what your kids are going through, what your partner's going through, what you're going through. And you're always assessing and deciding what you're going to do. For me, I love working. I never wanted to stop working. Yet I've considered it many times solely due to the complexity of raising kids working full time. And then just the cost of childcare alone is just insane. I saw that- Well, and I saw you did a video, you did a video <laughs> yeah. on TikTok. Would you say you pay $5,000 a month? Yeah, we pay $5,000 a month. And that is for two kids in full-time daycare, one with a part-time like in-home care and yep. my son after school, like he'll come home with the same um, caretaker as my daughter. Um, so 
I, that's like 25 hours a week. And then the kids in daycare are full time. Right. And so that is $5,000. If we, my baby can't even get into daycare. And that's the other thing. She's on a wait list until she's two. She cannot get into daycare until she's two. And, but if she were there, I mean, infant daycare at our town is, I I think it's like $2,200 a month. So, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty inaccessible for most people. And so when I think about my career, I'm often just comparing like, okay, what am I taking home? What's my budget? How much am I paying in childcare? How much did it go up this year? You know, what activities do my kids want to do? And how do you make it all work? Because I want to be there for my kids. I want to do stuff with my kids, but I also have to pay for all those things that they want to do. So I need to work. And so how do I balance those two things constantly? Um, And also my husband works a job that is not flexible at all. And knowing his job's not flexible, that means everything falls on me. If there is a sick kid, a doctor's appointment, a parent-teacher conference, those are mine. <laughs> I own that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's why I like my job because it is flexible and I have an understanding boss who's also a working mom. And so that that makes a huge difference. But yeah, it's a juggle. You're constantly juggling yeah. and um, struggling <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. But it's... I, I look at the long-term value of my career. So not just the next five years, but the next 10 years when my kids are not in childcare, what can I now do with that $5,000 a month that is for them and for us and for all of us to enjoy this life together? Can we go on vacation? Can we, you know, do more activities if they want to play in, you know, the band, can I pay for the guitar? Like, what are all the things I want to do for them? Uh, and that's partially why I show up to work every day, you know, yeah. so I can do those things for them down the line. Yeah. And that, and that is like the hardest struggle. Like for me, I originally became a stay at home mom. I tried returning to work. I was a personal trainer, Mm -hmm. so it wasn't anything crazy before that. I had actually, I went to college. I went and got a a degree in English. So it wasn't anything crazy, but I left, I got a job in pharmaceuticals and Mm -hmm. I hated it. Like I just didn't like my job. But one of the portions that I didn't like was I saw how demanding it was on the women that I worked Mm -hmm. with. And the portion that I really hated because I was like someone that was like, yeah, women can work if they want to work. Like I was like Miss Ra-Ra feminist over here. Um, I was so annoyed because what would happen being a 22-year-old recent college graduate is these women who had kids that they had to leave and go pick up from daycare at five o'clock, they would leave all the work that I they needed to do, I got. And yeah. then I had to stay late. And I was so pissed. I was like, this is bullshit. And yeah. then I, but I hated it. And I hated the way I was starting to view them for things that were out of their control. Now that as a mom, I see, and it like breaks my heart yeah. to think that that's how people are viewing working moms. And I've heard that quote so many times where it's like, work like you don't have kids, have kids like you don't work or whatever yeah. it is. And it's, it, you can't. And it's like, no. I, even just, it, it, there's so many rabbit holes I can go down with that conversation, but it's just, I tried it and then I couldn't and I stayed home and think like financially we were able to make it work, but really it was actually smarter because at the time I wasn't making any money and I tried returning back, but same thing. I had to call out constantly because my child was getting constantly Always. sick. Always. Yeah. I could tell that they were annoyed with me. And I eventually, at one point, I, I think it was like, I had only been there for about 10 weeks and I had already called out almost like 10 times because of fevers, runny nose. I didn't, my childcare was the daycare at the gym. Mm. So I couldn't bring her. 
and make it work. And um, I remember like the final time my boss called me on the phone. He was like, hey, can we talk? And I was like, oh, fuck. And he didn't fire me or anything. He just basically like laid into me. And I called my husband afterwards. I was like, I'm quitting. (laughs) He was like, why? And I was like, because I can't, I cannot give a hundred to this anymore. They aren't, they, they, they are not my priority. Like my job is still a job but my kids will always come first. And I can't, and I, that didn't sit well with me because I was like, I'm always a hundred. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was asked before. So my older two kids are adopted actually. And we adopted them. Well, we fostered them and then we adopted them. And so when you're getting licensed for foster care, you go through all these classes and they're called something different everywhere. But when we were in class, they said, what are the top three things you identify with as a person? What do you identify yourself as? And you know, I said something along the lines of like, oh, my relationship with my husband, my family, and my career. Those are the things that I like identify as. I identify as these three people. And the guy next to me had completely different answers. And he was older than me significantly, like maybe 10 years. And he was like, I don't think your career is going to be that important to you soon. And I was like, ha I love my job. And it's always been really important to me and it will be. And yeah. then I had kids and I was like, oh, <laughs> I get it. It's yeah. not that important anymore. And it's not that I don't love my job and I don't show up fully. I do show up fully and I really like my job and I love the people I work with, but my days are busy and it's just like a thing I'm showing up to in the middle of it, right? Like I'm showing up in the middle of it to my job, but when I'm done working, I no longer have the brain space to think about my job, worry about my job, plan for my morning, right? Like I don't have the time. Half the time bedtime takes till like 8.30. So at 8.30, my brain is fried. I'm not sitting there thinking about what I can prepare for the next day for work or if the meeting went well. Like It's gone from my brain until tomorrow when I sign back on because it just can't be that important to me anymore or yeah. right now. It's just not that important to me. So I actually think it's been pretty healthy. I think I probably was a little bit too invested in who I was for as a working person and my career and what that meant about me when in reality... It's my job and I'm in many things. Yeah. Many, many things outside of that. And so I I think becoming a parent, at least for women, I don't know about men, but women, it puts into perspective, you know, who you are, what's important and where you spend your time. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I, I truly believe that. And I think it's a big, big blessing. Like I've, I was actually just thinking about this today and I forget how I was thinking about it, but I know I was in the shower just having all my thoughts, but I was saying like, my kids have been the greatest love of my entire life that I can't even put into words. And it's so wonderful because it's been so eye-opening for me as to what my non-negotiables are in my life. Mm-hmm. And they're one of them, but it's also made me take a hard look as to what else is. And I don't think I would have ever had another reason in my world to do so. Um, but I feel like that is it's one of the best things that you can lean into in motherhood are those gifts, but we are told constantly not to do it. And mm-hmm. and we're not supported when we do it because other, like we, we, we lose friends. If we do that, we lose friends mm-hmm. or jobs. They don't really want us leaning into it because they don't have maybe the most productive overboard worker. Mm-hmm. It's just, we have a lot of like conflicting things that have now made us feel like that's an uneasy, unacceptable thing is to like fall into motherhood, if that makes sense. Totally. Yeah. And I think the friendship one's really interesting because we, I don't know where you fell in with your friends, but I was one of the first to have kids and same. Yep. L- yeah. Luckily my sister who's younger than me started before me. So she had a kid 
And so I was able to, one, spend a lot of time with her and and watch her be a parent and understand what that looked like for her and commiserate with her. Um, But my friends didn't have kids. And so I couldn't share my experience with them because they could not get it. Like they understood nothing. And now they all have kids and the group chats are on fire. (laughs) Like the texts that are coming in sometimes... It's so funny because I'm laughing because I'm like, oh, that was me six years ago, right? Or like that was me three years ago, but now I'm deeper into it than they are. Like they're all on the first yep. kid and I'm on the fourth and I'm like, okay, yeah. deep breaths. We're all going to make it through. We're all sharing tips and tricks. And But it can be really hard when you're the only one because you feel like mm-hmm. you're living on this island and nobody understands why you suddenly quote unquote, hate your husband and why you don't show up to work the same way you did before and why, no, I can't just come to brunch in five minutes. Like I have all these things I have to consider. And when I say yes to doing something with my friends, I'm also saying yes to writing out a schedule and paying a babysitter and budgeting for all the things that come with leaving my child with someone else that this other person just doesn't recognize at all. They they can't fully comprehend it. And so that the difference between people with kids and without kids can be really hard to navigate because until you've done it, and I know people hate to hear that, but like until you've done it, until you've been in it, you can't really empathize with people around that experience and, and how yeah. life changing it really can be. Oh, it really is. And it is forever. Like that is something Always. that sometimes sits with me where I'm like, this is never go like, and it's not that I want it to, but it's like, there are moments where I'm, I will always be concerned for my children. I will mm-hmm. always be thinking of them. I will forever. It's not something tiny. It's not a little blip. It's not a hobby. It's like, it is a huge shift in everything. Like we are literally defining some new person and going on from there. And I think, yeah, it's true. Like you really can't. And I, uh, I recently was on Instagram today because I know that you get a bunch of trolls. I was actually just watching one of your videos. Oh, I think yeah. Just so many. Today. <laughs> Would you say that they're majority from men? Yeah, most, you know, it depends what I'm talking about. It's a lot of men, if I'm talking about, they dislike the word primary parent. Like the idea that there is a primary parent is something they do not agree with, which fine. Um, And I could debate, right? But I would say actually a lot of the trolls, weirdly, are women, specifically women who believe other women shouldn't work and that I've allowed other people to raise my children and pass yeah. the buck essentially to other people. And, you know, it's it's from men, it's in the lens of, you know, you don't earn enough money, so how dare you work? When in reality, in my home, my husband and I are equal earners. So that's not, you know, that's not why I'm the one who works versus him, right? We've made a joint decision. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't a financial decision in that sense, but from women, it's very much, you are working so someone else can raise your kids. Why do you even bother to have them? How dare you have children if you don't plan to raise them yourself? And so that one is hard because it's other women and, you know, you, even if you're working, you show up for your kids so much constantly. And I, I like to talk about how physical presence doesn't equal good parenting and it doesn't equal love and it doesn't equal support. You could be here all day and your kids still could be wanting, right? Like they could still be needing more that you can't give them. And the same is true of your partner. I can't just spend a hundred percent of my time with him. I need other things. I need other, other stimulation and community in my life. And the same thing is true of my kids. They don't just need me. And so the idea that 
daycare or school or a nanny is subpar and or providing a worse experience for your kids, I think is so dated and inaccurate and also just disheartening because we know 50% of homes have two working parents because it's yeah. one, this economy can't support anything else. And two, because women work and that's very yeah. common now. And so it, it's frustrating to hear that because I do know some people internalize that. I don't, I, I could care less. I really don't care um, yeah. what people say, which is maybe a little blessing that I kind of just see them. I laugh and I move on, but yeah. Some people do care and and take those things to heart and, and make decisions. Yeah, one well, I that. uh yeah, and I just tackled it because I talked I I had a reel of mine or TikTok reel that went viral and it's it went viral everywhere and then Facebook because my Oof. Instagram's connected to my Facebook now that's getting ramped up and Facebook is its own beast mm-hmm. of people and from what I'm finding is majority have a a. T- very standard political affiliation, which I'm not going to get into. (laughs) Yeah, I bet. I'm sure you can guess. Uh, Two, they like to sign American flags at the end of their comments for some reason, because my my content about motherhood has to do with politics. Very patriotic, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then three, they're always 55 plus, Mm. which, and they don't understand how the internet works. So like, they're getting really angry about a lip dub that I did. It's not even my voice. But they don't understand. Oh, yeah. They didn't read the caption. They didn't do any of that and understand. So I'm getting all these nasty, nasty comments. Um, a lot of them are from men. Mm-hmm. And it's like absurd because it's come in. And I get it all. I get it a lot. And I don't care necessarily, but it is disheartening when you mm-hmm. see it because you know that chances are if they're saying it to me, they're probably saying it to someone in their life or that these are the views that they're saying to someone in their circle mm-hmm. um, or spewing onto someone else's post and others are seeing it, others are reading it and then feeling like shit about themselves. And it just, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. A, I get a lot, lot of, of, I get a lot of hate from the boomers um, as like a category of people, mostly because I talk about it. Um, but, you know, my parents are boomers, my in-laws are boomers and I really just talk about the difference between when they were raising us and what it's like now and also what it's like to, you know, have them as grandparents and as your parents. And yeah, the, the comment section can be wild on those because you've got the, the young folks like chiming in in agreement and then their generation, like, how dare you disrespect us? And um, it's so funny because literally things in my comments are things my parents have said to me, like, in, in person. And I just laugh. I'm like, Oh gosh. Yeah. It's like talking to my dad. Like, I'm just going to let this one roll off my back, but it is like, well, yeah, that's dad. what it is. It's as cringy. I actually just recorded a video this before. So I'm going to put it up, but it was like reading through these are like giving me as much of the ick factor as it does when I see my dad post on Facebook. It's like, Ugh. shut up, like get off, go get off and go like scroll and cackle at memes that you're probably going to share <laughs> to your Facebook post. Mm-hmm. But it yeah. drives me bonkers. Um, I actually like with you going in about the whole guilt thing, like I actually was just talking and my mom, my mom is a sweet lady. She means so well, but my mom has always been anti-daycare. She's always Mm. hated it. And so I thankfully being a stay-at-home mom, I never really received any shit for it. Right. But I know that others in my circle have gotten maybe a comment from her and she doesn't mean to be an asshole. That's the thing. So it just comes off. I think it's that generation. They just don't care anymore or they don't know. No, they don't. Um, But my son, so like I said, I have three kids, five and a half. She'll be going into kindergarten, my oldest. 
And then I have my three and a half year old. He'll be four in September or no. Yeah. He's older than three and a half. He'll be four in September. And then my youngest, and he recently just got accepted into our public preschool system. So he'll be going. Yeah. So my daughter now is going to be in kindergarten full day, five days a week. My son will go into the same exact school full day, five days a week. Wow. And then I'll have my daughter. So I'll just, I'm so excited. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, Because I, well, and I lose childcare next year. I have a babysitter that comes in from time to time um, when I'm home and trying to get this stuff done. Right. And uh, it's hard. It's hard right now. Like right now I stay up way too late and I do a bunch of shit and I'm just really excited about next year. And I told my mom and my mom, I told her before, but she seemed like she forgot. And she said, wait, it's full day. I said, yeah. And she's like, oh, he's so little for that, Mary. You only get so much time with them. And then she threw the whole 18 summers thing at me. Oh gosh. That <laughs> I was one. like, I was like, get out. Get out of here. Like, with Mom, that you've thing. been on said, TikTok. Not that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what have you been watching? I was like, no. I said, it's not true. And I I I will for a second. I had a moment of doubt where I was like, Am mm-hmm. I doing the wrong thing? And should I feel bad about this? Am I gonna regret doing this? And I like I had this feeling where I was like, I wanted to be a mom. So why I felt incapable because you see all of these moms on social media that are like homeschooling their kids or saying, I, like, I can't, or like, I can't imagine being parted with my kids. Or like, you get the comments being like, moms should be with their kids all the time. And I'm like, am I doing something wrong that I need space away from my children? And I'm like, is something wrong with me that I can't handle this? And then I was like, wait, no, no, <laughs> I was like, this is crap. I was like, he needs it. He loves school. I need it. And that way I can work on the things that I need to while they're gone. And when they get home, then it's game on. Let's go. And just like you said, that whole quality, you know, it's quality over quantity. Like I can spend all day with them, but if I can't get my stuff done and I'm stressed, I'm I'm not a very happy mom. So I don't feel like that's fair to them. Right. And it's one of those things where I also when my friends are wondering what kind of childcare they should do, you know, I've done everything. I've had a nanny. I have an au pair. I've done daycare. I grew up with au pairs. Like I've, I worked in daycares for six years through high school and college. So I feel like I have a well-rounded perspective. And for me, one of the things I love about daycare is the community it brings. We um, moved to our town in 2020. So like prime lockdown time, we weren't really meeting anyone. The kids weren't going anywhere they were quarantined all the time. And then, you know, now that we've come out of that side of things, you know, we're a few years into it, we have friends and they all basically come from the daycare. And my kids are so excited to go to school every day to the point where I picked up my daughter, my two and a half year old. And I came too early for her apparently, because it was like music time. She had some bells and she said, no mama, not now. And she had me go get my other daughter. And I was like, okay, I'll be back. Like I'm coming back, but it's yeah. not one of those things that my kids are going in kicking and screaming. They're loving every single day. I'm loving it because I know and love their teachers. I know the other kids. I know the other parents. We get to see them outside of school. We get to do gymnastics and other activities with them. And we've built this community of other parents and kids because of daycare. And I know yeah. you can do things like that when you're a stay-at-home parent because my sister actually runs play groups. And so she's invited me to those and I've gone to those and that's great too. But for us, one, we need daycare, but two, it's created this other community that we're really thankful for. So I see the negatives. I understand why people worry about daycares and finding a reputable one and one that they can afford, obviously. Um, But at the end of the day, you just, you have to make the right calls for yourself. And I think 
there's pros and cons with all of it. There's, oh, there's never going to be one, one fit. You got to go with your gut and you're going to make a choice. And then you're going to regret that choice every single time, like in your gut. And then when it happens, you're going to be like, okay, that was right. I was right. And I think that's just the cycle. <laughs> Well, I mean, everyone talks about like the village, the village, where is the village? Like everyone likes to bring that up. And I'm like, I don't know why it it exists. It does exist. Mm -hmm. And for some people it means hiring, (laughs) like it means paying the money for it to be there. And I don't know if that's what's tripping people up, um, where like that daycare, because you have to pay for it. It's, it's making people think as opposed to if like, I don't know if people just want to see others volunteer their time, Mm -hmm. which would be would that make them feel better? Because I, that wouldn't make me feel better. Like I'd rather know that someone's getting paid to watch my child in all seriousness. I I don't, I feel like you're more game on and locked and loaded. If you know that you're going to be collecting money for it in all seriousness. What village is there, right? Like historically everybody relied on their own parents to watch their kids or their, you know, my dad used to, my, you know, my dad's in his late sixties. He's like, Oh, we just ran around the streets with our cousins. You know, we didn't have like daycare or babysitters. We were just doing stuff and the older cousins watched us. And then our generation, my husband always talks about how he was dropped at his grandmother's house constantly. He's like, that's where I was. I was there with my cousins. My parents worked. My grandmother watched me. And now most of us don't have that luxury because our parents either are still working or they're retired and living their life as like, they like to say, I raised you. I'm not raising your kids. Yep. And then, yep. but then there's 50%. I feel like I would say like 50% of my friends, their parents watch their kids for free. And the opportunity that that provides them financially is insane. The savings yeah. when you don't have to pay for childcare is, is truly, um, yeah, it's truly wild. But I don't necessarily know that it's better. I don't want my mom being my full-time caregiver for my kids because she and I just don't agree on how to raise kids and we don't have the same beliefs around food and diet culture and all the things that our generations tend to kind of stray from each other on. She would be kind of imparting on my children. And that's not to say I don't love my mom and want her in my kids' lives. She's very much involved in their lives, but not not on a day-to-day. There's a boundary. There's a boundary that would get eliminated. You were caring for them a little bit more full time. Yeah. Absolutely. If I couldn't shut it down, right? Like she's said things and I've had to be like, no, we don't yeah. talk about that. Like she'll make comments like, oh, you're t- so tall and skinny. And I'm like, she's tall. Yeah, sh- we don't need to yeah. talk about like how much she weighs. She's five. Like, let's just yeah. let her live her life. Um, and, and so if you're not there to, yeah, to set that boundary, it can be really hard. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely agree. It's yeah. There's, I mean, there's no winning no matter what side you're on. No, it's not because even like the stay at home mom perspective, I don't, I don't see anyone. I, the community is small because mm-hmm. most of us are in our own little worlds and trying to get the shit done during the day. I know for my, me, like the, the friend aspect, like you, we were talking about earlier is I was one of the mo- first amongst my friends to have kids, but also a lot of my friends were in college and I went to school mm-hmm. in Indiana. I'm in New Jersey now. So it's, it's hard to have that community and then stay at home moms. It's a, it's not much, it's a rarity. You don't see it as often. So meeting another stay at home mom who is on a somewhat similar schedule as you forget it. We're all trying, like I, I met someone from my daughter's school and we have been trying and trying and trying. We're like, yo, I don't know if this is ever happening, but we're both laughing about it at this point. Cause we're like, yeah, I don't, <laughs> this is like, yeah. You're a slave to the schedule too when you have multiple kids, right? Like you're balancing three Mm -hmm. kids with three schedules, three lives, and then trying to coordinate play dates. It's nearly impossible. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, final, I want to just touch on the mental load of everything Mm -hmm. and then we'll kind of finish off on that because I feel like that is a portion that, I mean, we've already kind of talked on it and touched on it, but I want to kind of bring it up and go through that portion of more marriage based and how you've kind of juggled and what you guys are doing, because obviously that's like, I know for me and my husband, it it is, it's a juggling act of figuring out how to, how to do it, like how to kind of offload some stuff. But also I feel mm-hmm. like there's some things that just, it it's impossible. <laughs> totally. Totally. I, I don't think I put words to the mental load or acknowledged it until my new, she's not a newborn, my infant, my, my one-year-old was born essentially. So when we hit the four yeah. kid mark, I was like, okay, this is feeling heavy. Everything has fallen onto me. And at, we were coming off of a winter where um, my two older kids were in daycare. I was pregnant. My, my youngest at the time was home with me. And my kids got quarantined for 60 days straight because every time they went back to school, they kept getting exposed to COVID. And so they kept getting yeah. quarantined. Since there was two of them, it just kept happening. And I was, I was exhausted. I was working, taking care of them. And I was on my maternity leave and my husband took paternity leave because our state has it. And so he took this leave and he spent the entire time cleaning his garage, mowing the lawn, getting stuff done around the house. He's like, this is great. I've never had this much time to do all this stuff. And in my head, I was sitting there like, paternity leave is meant for you to participate in this. Like, this is so hard. And I'm sitting inside by myself with this newborn baby, also still doing everything I was doing before. And yes, you're getting valuable work done, but that wasn't the purpose of this. <laughs> like, yeah. that's not why you took this time off. And I was, by the end of his leave, I was like, just get out of here. Like, I'd rather you be back at work because it's actually frustrating me that you're here and making me resentful. But then when he got back to work, you know, I had asked him, I said, you know, now that there's four of them, it's a lot on me. And what I would like is if you could be helpful, right? Like, could you empty the dishwasher in the morning before you leave? Because he's gone before any of us wake up. And so I do mornings with all four by myself. And he was like, yes, I'll do it. I'll do that. And then he was like, and I'll own the trash, which every guy like raises their hand for trash as if it's like this hard task. So he's doing the trash. He's doing the dishwasher. And I'm like, great. Thank you. That is helpful. If you could just have that done. So I don't have to worry about it. That'd be great. And I, I woke up one morning and I went to put one of the baby's diapers in her diaper genie thing. And it was jam packed. And I was like, I like deep breath, I'm going to lose my mind. So I open it up to take it out. And it was so wedged in there. Like I'm pulling it out. And as I pulled it out, my finger got caught and I'm like gushing blood. Like there's blood everywhere. And I'm like, and my three older kids are like, Oh no, mama, are you hurt? And I'm running around like trying to get a bandaid. And then I came downstairs and the dishwasher was done, but not emptied. And I just cried. I just cried because I was like, everything that he doesn't do becomes my problem, right? Like I can't put more diapers in the trash because it's full. I can't give my kids their plates because they're in the dishwasher. I can't do all the things that I commit to doing because you couldn't fucking wake up and empty the dishwasher. Like how hard was that? And so I had heard of Fair Play. I'm sure many people have heard of that by now. And so I, I ended up reading the book and kind of, finding it really, really interesting and, and relating to it a lot. And so I asked him maybe after like two months of us just bickering back and forth about this stuff to sit down and try it. Not, we didn't do the yeah. full extent of the fair play method, but we did a, 
we did a like abridged version and I had a Google doc and I put my name next to all the things I owned, his name next to all the things he owned. And there was like 120 and I think I owned like 105. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's everything from the day-to-day stuff to the buying birthday presents for kids parties, you know, planning the birthday parties, filling out medical forms, talking to the schools, like all the things that pile on were on my plate. And then the things that he did were like stuff that could be kind of mindless. Like I'm going to mow the lawn. I'm going to keep the garage clean. And I'm sure every woman's maybe if they have a garage has dealt with this, but he cleans that garage like once a week. And I'm like, what are you doing in there? That makes it so messy that you have to do this all the time. Like, (laughs) why why is this the thing? And so I think we had probably like one of our worst years of marriage last year because we were just, I I think I'd had the realization where I was like, no, I'm doing too much and you're definitely not doing enough. And where you are is is very, very low on like what you should be doing. And even if you come up, right? Like even if you come up, I'm not thanking you because you've just met the bare minimum is really how I felt at that point. I was like, thanks for doing the trash, I guess. Like, welcome to the house. This is what happens here. And so we definitely had a lot of discourse around it because my husband felt as though I was saying, you're not good enough. Like, you're not a good enough husband. You're not a good enough dad. You don't do enough. And in his mind, he's like, I'm here. I'm always here. I always help with the kids. I do bath time. I do, you know, I take them outside. I help with dinner every night. And he does. But that's just part of being here. Like nobody's congratulating yeah. me for doing those things or saying that I'm, I'm going above and beyond. That's my job. And therefore it should be your job too. And that's the mental load. And it's still not even. And he'll acknowledge that. Um, and we also, it will never be even because I work from home. I have the more flexible job. I'm physically with the kids much more than he is just due to the nature of how it works here. But he's stepped up a ton and we are much happier for it. I think yeah. one of my friends saw my TikToks and she didn't know I had a TikTok and she texted me and she doesn't have kids and she's not married. And she was like, I just want you to know that even though I'm not like in this phase of life, like you can talk to me. Like, are you okay? And I was like, girl, I'm Okay talk to me in five years when you're in it and you'll know what I'm talking. Like we, we all, I think everybody comes, not everybody, but like a lot of women come to this reckoning where it's like, this is so unequal and yeah. it just happened over time. It well, just it's even, even yesterday. On. Yeah. Even yesterday or not. What day is it? Tuesday. Father's two, day. Oh two yeah. Years Father's, ago, Father's day. day. It's so hard. I think I was in a bitchy mood because of it. And it's, I love my husband and same thing. Like I love my husband, same thing. I feel like we're going on year eight and next mm. two a uh, year, a week in a week, we'll be on year oh, eight. Congrats. So this past, thanks. This past <laughs> year has been rocky because mm-hmm. same thing. Once the third was born, you realize how much shit is actually needing to be done. And it's just, it's, a lot. And I, same thing, we've had an argument and the same exact, literally verbatim was like, I'm not good enough. I'm always here. Mm-hmm. Like I'm doing A, B and C. And I love the way you were. It's like the physicality does not, <laughs> does not no. equal the, the other weight that we have because same things. Like I, I have doctor's appointments. I have all the calendar things. I have my daughter's speech there. I, I have so much shit that he has literally no clue about unless I tell right. him. And even then, um, yeah, like I, I had a freak out a few months ago because it was something for 
dinner. I think I was, it was the, it was the mental weight of caring and trying to make sure my kids eat nutritious. Mm -hmm. And I think I was out of groceries or I think I was tired or something. And my husband's like, I'll just go out and get a McDonald's. And I lost my shit. Cause I was like, I'm tired. I was like, I, I think I might've been sick. And I was like, if I'm sick, like, I would like to know that like, you are also thinking about the nutrition of our kids and trying to make sure that they get a good dinner instead of like going out and getting fast food. And I'm like, I, my kids eat fast food. I was like, that's fine. It was just like the ease of it where I'm like, you don't care. Like, <laughs> you yeah. don't care. And I was like, this is driving me nuts. And it, it, yeah. It, yeah, you really hit a moment and it's resentful. You really do get that resent built up. And they say that a lot. A lot of men will yeah. say, it's something you care about, but I just don't care about that thing. And so you're getting mad at me for not caring. And what I heard from my husband when he said that was like, you're not important enough. Like the decision you've made around our kids is not important enough for me to care. Right. And so this even comes down to like the mental load is even things like safety. Right. Um, I was telling my husband not to give my two and a half year old popcorn. And he's like, why? I was like, well, it's one of the number one choking hazards. Like don't give her popcorn when she's running around. Like she doesn't need it. She's two. She'll get over it. Give her a chip or some uh, pretzel. It doesn't matter. And he was like, Paige, I don't care. Like I'm going to give her the popcorn. And I was like, no, you don't get to say, I don't care because you don't know. You don't know that it's a choking hazard. You're not the one who's researching what's safe and not safe for her to eat. You're not the one talking to the pediatrician. You're not the one doing the work to know what is right for her age developmentally. So you don't get to make the decision. It's not that you get to not care. Like I've made the decision. I'm the authority here. So just listen. And It's also that, like they want to have equal um, decision-making rights, which they should, but then they also have to equally participate in the knowledge. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 1,000%. I think that's why like the joke, I don't know if you've seen that joke, is like for me, at least if my husband raises his voice at my kids, I lose my shit. And I'm like, don't do it. But then I get pissed when he's not stepping in where I'm like, can you say something? And if he does, I'm like, nope, game over. And he's like, what totally. do you want me to do? And I'm like, I am stuck in the conf- the conflicting portion right here of being like, I want you to participate, but I also don't think you know how to because mm-hmm. <laughs> you aren't here enough to know how they are all day. Um, and again, he, he goes, he's a police officer, so he has to be, he doesn't have a very flexible job. So like, I'm so grateful that he goes out and does that every single day for us. And he loves his kids, but I feel like, again, it is the, we've, we've allowed that to be like top tier and we're like, totally. that's where we're drowning at this point. I think that's where moms are drowning and we're just like, where we, we've masked, masked it to think that they're they're up there at this point. We've like mm-hmm. made everyone believe that they're right here. And we're like, no. Or that they're incapable, <laughs> which they're not, right? No, they're, no, not. they're not. And they can very much, like if I were to disappear tomorrow, and I said this to my husband at one point, I was like, I'd be nervous for my kids. I'd be nervous yeah. for what kind of life they're going to have. Not because you don't love them, but because you just don't know anything. You don't know their teacher's name. You don't know their doctor's name. You don't know their therapist, like I know all that, right? Like, and I've spent years like working so hard to get them where they are. And, and you don't know any of that. And so if I were to disappear tomorrow, what happens to my kids? And I don't want to feel like that. And I don't want him to feel like that. Like I want us to be equal here. And for our kids to grow up knowing like my dad was just as involved as my mom. Like my dad wasn't just physically there, but he was there. Like he was really there and participating in me becoming a human being. And that's the other side of it that I say to him. It's not just me asking for this. 
Like I'm asking for this, but I'm also, you know, they're asking for this. They want you to participate and be here for them. And, you know, I think the interesting part for him and I is we both work full time and we both earn the same amount of money. And so that whole narrative of like, well, you stay home with them. Of course, you know them better. Of course you should do that. One, I don't believe that to be true. I don't think stay-at-home moms should have to carry any more burden than working moms. But, you know, that argument is old and tired and doesn't apply to our relationship. So if he comes home and is like, I'm exhausted from work, I just need to sit down. Yeah, good. Me too. So let's both sit here and see what happens. Who's going to make dinner? Everyone else. We'll just let everyone (laughs) fun for themselves. Yeah. 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 I mean, only one person gets to do that, right? And and typically it's the dad. And I think for us women, we need to do a better job of advocating early on in parenting and marriage. And then hopefully we marry willing partners, which I feel like I have is a, a partner who's willing to change and try and adapt and is ongoing, but he's shown up and he keeps yeah. trying and he keeps, in, you know, I, don't, I hate to be like improving, like he's not on a performance plan. Right. But like, he's working hard. No, to but it better. is. It is. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, I hate sounding, like, I've said that and I'm like, I hate sounding like that, but it's like, it's true. Unfortunately, like our husbands are product of the generations before mm-hmm. where it, they have never had to do anything for themselves for the most part. Like my husband, yes, he's done a lot of things for himself. And I hate saying that even because I'm like, I don't want him to hear it and be like, wait, I've done so much. Like you have, he has, but when it comes to all of this, they haven't had a reason to. And I feel like I, I, my thing, and I recently was saying this to my sister, my husband grew up in a kind of predicament where he really didn't have homemade meals ever, mm-hmm. if ever. So he always was raised on fast food and eating out and getting takeout and stuff like that. That's just him. And because of that, he never learned how to cook. Like he right. has, he can, he can scrap it together. If it's like one of those heat up pulled pork recipes, Yeah, that's, that's the, you know, most of it, or maybe a hamburger and things like that. Um, he wants... <laughs> I once asked him how to make a grilled cheese, and he told me you put uh, two pieces of bread and cheese in a microwave. Oh, gross. I thought he was at least going to say toaster. Like, if he said oh, toaster, you know. <laughs> that make more sense, right? Yeah. I was like, what yeah. the hell's wrong with you? But um, he says that, and the same thing. I have, like, a heart attack sometimes because I'm like, if I go down, man, mm-hmm. you're screwed. I was like, that that's not going to be a fun, fun time for you. And I said, do you want like, and I've said that to Kev, I was like, you need to make sure that like our oldest hair is brushed. Like, do you know how to put up a ponytail? Do you know how to do these things? Because Mm -hmm. I can see it like me disappearing. And then all of a sudden you have these kids that show up to school with food on their face and their hair not brushed. And like, you know, I feel like I've known someone like that. Like you always knew who kind of was getting raised by a dad and they did a great job, but sometimes you knew, and I don't right. want that to be the case for my kids. Um, but I, uh, I forget where I was going with that now, but I was going to, <laughs> that's my brain. Well, but I, uh, you're saying he's a willing participant. He's trying. Yes. Yeah, so he's a willing participant, but improving on that. Like he mm-hmm. just, it's not his, it's not his default. And yeah. I, oh, and he had said to me, he was like, I marry, I wasn't raised to know how to cook. I don't know how to cook. I wasn't raised that way. And part of me was like, I get it. I kind of get mad at my mother-in-law for that, but you're also a grown man. Yeah. Learn. Yeah. Learn how to cook. So yeah. it's not an excuse anymore. <laughs> it's always, I don't know that, right? Like, well, I don't know who their doctors are. Google it. I don't know. Like, that's how yeah. I found their doctor, right? Like I found a pediatrician and I called them and I asked for their records and like all these things, right? Like I didn't know how to be a mom. Yeah. You learn as you go. And that's all we're looking for is somebody who's willing to learn and try and 
not make us do it all because they don't know, you know, the buzzword of weaponized incompetence is everywhere. And I don't, I don't believe that to be true of my husband, but I also think that like there is a lack of effort if they don't have to participate, right? Like why are they going to, if they don't have to? Yeah. Why would anyone? (laughs) Yeah. So it's our job, you know, to make sure that we create the dynamic that we believe is right for our marriages and our, our families. And one that allows all of us to thrive, not just one individual and the rest of us. Yeah. Well, the kids are always thriving, but you know, the, the mom. Yeah. Thriving. Well, and, and I want to add, because I think I know the one thing that I know a lot of women, especially like when I talk about this on Instagram, they get really annoyed that they even have to ask. And mm-hmm. they're just like, they should just know. I hate that. I even have to ask. This should just be a standard. Unfortunately, it's not. And I just want to say that for anyone listening, like I know how frustrating it is and we wish that they were mind readers, but they're not. They just yeah. aren't. So you have yeah. to speak up. It, it really is a matter of us, like this whole breaking cycles. Like we really are. Like I think that this generation is a breaking cycles generation in multiple facets, but this is one of them where we have to break the cycle for our husbands. That way, like our my son and your son and our kids can learn all of this stuff and hopefully the next generation will be a little bit better. <laughs> we can only, <laughs> we can only hope. Yeah. Oh, I, I think, yeah. yes, say it often is my motto. Like say it often, say what you need. And yeah, don't, don't just do it because it's easier to do it yourself. Right. You know, everything's hard at first. Yourself. So yeah. 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 That's yeah. as much of a challenge for us. Cause I know it's, it sucks when you're little ones. Like I know my little one will, they'll fight all my husband. They'll fight him for bedtime oh, and gosh. they'll just want me and I'm like, no, it's yours. It's sorry, I'm out of here. Bye. Yeah, my daughter tried to ask a question tonight. My husband was like, the the business hours are are done. We're closed. Close. You cannot ask yeah. any more questions. <laughs> Good night. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, that's that's my life. But yeah. this was great. This was a great conversation. Thank I you. think I have a feeling this is going to resonate with a lot of people because this oh. is like it. This is a this is a biggie. This is a big one. It, it's a lot. It's a lot for everybody. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully we can all make it through. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll hang yeah. on to one another. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Oh. Awesome. Well, for everyone listening, as always, I'll put Paige's information in the show notes that we can follow her over on TikTok, follow her on Instagram. She's worth a follow. Again, I just, I, I love everything you hit. I mean, she was great in today's episode, but everything that you just heard here is like broken down into TikTok and is shareable. That way you guys can share it and let her be your voice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can, you can DM me on the, on the load of your mother-in-law or your husband. <laughs> I won't, I yeah, won't there you go. Another episode down. Thank you all so much for listening. If you love today's episode, I would be so appreciative if you would leave a rating and review. I cannot begin to tell you how much those mean to me, but also how much they help me get in front of more eyes and more ears. As always, be sure to check back every Tuesday and Friday for a new episode, whether it's an episode with me, me and my husband, me and Katie, or just another incredible amazing guests. Stay tuned for more honest, real, raw chit chat. And hey, do me a favor before you go. Remind yourself how amazing you are, how enough you are, how special you are. And boy, oh boy, I sure am glad to have you here. Thanks, friend.